service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 84. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Dalma Rosa. Dalma, it's always a great time having you on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yo, if you have not yet, check out last week's episode. Make sure you are following Dalma. She is on Twitter at Panty underscore Dalma. Her podcast is the Panty Selling Podcast. Give it a listen. Her site, SW Rolodex, pairs sex worker-friendly freelancers with sex worker businesses. Check it out, swrolodex.com. I have links to all of those in the show notes from last week. Hit them show notes, click them links, show her some love. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We are here every single Tuesday. Hit that plus button, that heart button, that follow button. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop every single week. Ratings and reviews help so much for visibility for the show. Hey, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. If you write us a review, screenshot it, I will send you a sticker for the podcast. And I'll read your review. Hey. (laughs) If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash fullservicepod. Each month we have a Patreon-exclusive episode. If you want to check it out, this month's guest is friend of the podcast, Atlanta-based companion, Sophia Soma. Hey! Back on the podcast, check it out, patreon.com slash fullservicepod. Today, episode 84, so excited. My guest was recently nominated in the Chatterbait Decade of Chatterbait Awards for OG Chatterbaiter of the Decade. She was also nominated for Toes of the Decade. She is a cam model. She is an artist, Audrey Marina. We sat down a couple weeks ago and talked. So much fun. We discussed how her pandemic has been, how 2020 was for her. We discussed the old days, getting into camming in 2012, how camming's evolved since she started, how she's evolved as a sex worker since she started, her experience on Chatterbait, OnlyFans, burnout. We talk about piracy. We talk about free porn. We talk about the best fuck machine in the world. Oh my God, yo. This episode's great. You're going to love it. You can find Audrey on Twitter at Oddities. That is at A-U-D-I-T-T-I-E-S. You can find her on Chatterbait at Chatterbait.com slash Audrey underscore and OnlyFans. Subscribe to the OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Audrey underscore. I'm going to stop talking. I hope you enjoy this interview with Audrey Marina. Thanks. Welcome back, listeners. It's Tank Smith. I'm so excited for today's episode. My guest is a cam model, an artist. She was recently nominated for OG Chatterbaiter of the Decade, Toes of the Decade, Audrey Marina. Audrey, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. I'm so so excited about this. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. This is my first uh, podcast. Awesome. Awesome. I feel like if anybody... Like, if anybody has been a fan of, like, webcams in the past 10 years, and you say the name Audrey, people are like, oh my god, she's amazing, she's the best. Like, this is (laughs) so stoked to have you on the podcast, it was great. I love that, thank you. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, it's true, it's true, yeah. (laughs) 
I know uh, right now it's like April. We're like towards the end of this like pandemic. How was how was last year for you? How was the pandemic for you? What have you been able to do? What's tell the people what's up? Oh, wow. It's been a really long year, but also like the shortest year ever, I feel. I really felt like at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, I felt really committed to being like a healthy distraction for my followers. So I spent a lot of time like camming and um, I made a lot of new connections online in the past year. It, it really taught me about being there for other people when they needed it most. Do you feel like like you felt that from people? They were like, oh my God, I really need this and I really appreciate that you've been able to like like came or provide a service during the pandemic? Yeah, I thought I felt it was really important, or at least maybe that was just my ego. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I felt it was it was a really good time for camming because people did need that distraction. Just watching the news and everything was really depressing. Yeah, it was like you turn on the news and it's like bad every day, and then but then you turn on the cam, you're like, well, this is great. What am yeah, I talking? Yeah, I can relax now. <laughs> yeah, let's forget about this pandemic. Hey, exactly. This is <laughs> um, so I tried really hard to just not talk about it for a while, and just like that's a banned word here. Um, yeah. So that really got a lot of people, or at least it got me through it. Maybe it was more about <laughs> my mental health than anyone else. <laughs> we got to do what we got to do to survive. So I feel yeah. you there. <laughs> Um, I really got into cooking. Um, I started sewing and, you know, uh, hiking a lot. Do you have the coolest thing you've ever sewed? What's the what's the what's the best thing you've ever sewed? Um, well, since I just started, I don't I don't know if I would call it the coolest thing, but I'm really into like corsetry and um, historical costumes. Okay. So I'm uh, I just actually made one of my first like corset tops the other day, and I was really proud of it. I. Uh, I had a cam show in it and everyone really oh, wow, liked it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You are an artist as well. What kind of art do you create? What uh, I know you paint. What's uh, yeah, what's up? What's up? What, what do you do? Well, I think that <laughs> it's like a, it's called flow painting. It's um, just acrylic paint that you add water to and then you make these uh, designs out of it and watch them flow together, which in itself I feel like is like a therapy. But yeah, it's really cool seeing how they turn out. How long have you been doing it? Um, I've been doing that for about three or four years off and on. Okay. Yeah. But sewing's my main thing at the moment. I'm really trying to teach myself to get better at that. <laughs> do you have a thing that you want to sew? Like if you're like you're like working up to this one thing, do you have that? Um, it's so hard because I want to sew everything. <laughs> um, but I do want to sew um, lingerie for my friends to wear um, in their photo shoots. Nice, hell yeah, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. What uh, what's something you're passionate about? I guess just having time and the ability to do things that I want um, and watching other people create things, sex workers' rights, just the ability to sh share stories with other people and uh, encourage people to do their best. I feel like that's such like just like putting that positive energy out there and then I feel like people just respond to that. Like people, people need that, I feel like. Yeah, they do. That's what's so great about uh, social media because yeah. you really can expand and uh, meet really, really cool people. Yeah, that is like, you could like, and the thing is, is like somebody could live on the other side of the world from you and have a completely different life experience, but you're still connected by like shared, shared things that you have in common yeah. and you can still like be friends or be connected through this social media, like, I guess, 
just do social media. It's a cool thing. Yeah. And even like if you don't um, talk to each other, uh, sometimes there's that feeling that you've like grown up together with someone like uh, you have followed them for so long that you kind of feel connected in a way just because you watch them struggle and you watch them in their up highs and lows and you can get through that somehow. Hell yeah. I feel <laughs> it's like random, like, but I feel like this, like one dude in my high school, like another fat kid at the, like, in my high school, like we weren't really that good of friends, but we were combined that we were both fat. And then like, we were friends on Facebook. And then like, <laughs> when he would do well, I'd be like, bro, get it, dude. Even though we weren't like friends or anything, but I mean, we were connected in that. We're you still, had that connection know. with them. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's still strong. <laughs> yeah. Hell I love yeah. that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. This is great. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. I was so nervous at first because um, uh, it's really loud and I wanted to like go somewhere that was a little quieter. So I tried to make it as quiet as possible. Oh, no. It sounds great. You cannot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know on your Twitter, you mentioned you've been a cam model since 2012, almost 10 years. Yeah. Always kind of like, yeah, that's amazing. Like that's, that's putting in the time. That's great. <laughs> I always like to kind of start at the beginning. Um, can you yeah, remember, I like that. Yeah. Can you remember your first exposure to sex work at all? Yeah. So it was actually a very uh, pivotal moment. I was browsing through Pornhub and there was this pop-up that came up and it was a cam girl sitting on her bed and she started talking like she was in her live chat and she was talking about how much she loved her job and how much freedom it allowed her. And she was just absolutely gushing over her job. <laughs> I was like, cool, I can do that. Like she was making it sound like so accessible to anyone. And I was just like, wow, this just like normal woman is so happy and she's able to do what she wants. So then <laughs> I just began like studying my options because I – I was um, I was a barista. I was like the main barista at this local coffee shop in this like really rural town, and I was really poor even after working like seven days a week at this coffee shop. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I might be able to do this. Let's just give it a shot. And okay. um, yeah, so I made an account on a website. I had an alias. I was ready to cam within the next week. And I mean, the only real problem that I had with camming was. Because it was so rural, the internet was so bad, and um, I actually wasn't even able to get internet at my apartment. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to get um, this, like, really funny little, like, Wi-Fi booster thing, and I had to put it in my window so it caught, like, the connection of the Chevron gas station that was, like, around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, like, this, um, this like, window thing. Thing. I don't even it was like an antenna I guess and then the cord running through my apartment into my bedroom and just connected that to my laptop <laughs> um but yeah that's how I started that's amazing that's 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 hell yeah <laughs> yeah that was September 2012 and like that was I feel like that was just like the the dark ages and camming like no one really knew about it that I knew of it still was such a, I feel like a young thing kind of coming mm -hmm. up. Like it was still like, I know like, uh, like live Jasmine was probably big during that time. You know, Chatterbait was still on the come up, uh, my free cams, but it's like, it still was kind of like a young thing. Cause there's still mm -hmm. like high speed internet wasn't really available mm -mm. like everywhere, you know, like in certain like big cities and stuff like that, but it wasn't like 
all over the country like it is now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't even imagine anyone wanting to tip me, honestly, because the quality was awful. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. I, I made $40 within my first hour. And I remember thinking like, wow, this is the ticket. Were you like, did you keep like once you started, did you keep working as a barista? Or were you like, this is the move? I think I should focus like more of my time towards camming. Well, I I kept um, on as a barista, but then the the um, coffee shop actually closed, so I was laid off um, a couple months later. I think like four months later. Okay. So by that time, I was a full time cam girl within the first couple of months. Okay. Okay. Did you look up to or like admire anybody who was like already camming? Like, do you have any inspirations at all? Do you feel like going in or like? It's really funny. I was thinking about that um the only person was that first woman and I wish that I know who she was because I don't remember her name (laughs) (laughs) but I think it'd be so cool to like go back and tell her that but um yeah I was pretty isolated within I didn't really feel like I was part of the community for a long time because the site that I worked on it was like mostly people who I felt like didn't even speak English most of the other girls okay okay um and it was a private-based site Oh, okay. I know you. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, it was really hard to reach out. And then I made a Twitter and even then it was like, I don't even know where to look. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was mostly just like me by myself, you know, I, I watched a couple other um, girls on cam a couple of times, but uh, I wasn't, it, it wasn't really like one person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Did you, before you started, did you kind of have any, like, I know you said you saw that, like, lady. Did you have any preconceived idea of what you thought, like, camming would be? Um, It's funny. I had no idea what to expect. It was kind of just, like, riding a wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely a lot more work than I ever thought it would be. It taught me how to love my body and feel more in touch and, like, confident in my own skin. I think a lot of my, like lessons and boundaries came from camming as well i feel like just because no matter what you do i feel like well within sex work like boundaries are such a huge thing and on the internet where people are anonymous i feel like they're more to act people try to push it when there's like you don't know who i am or like i feel like how was i guess how was how was learned yeah how was discovering boundaries within camming i guess um it's weird because at first it, it because I was on this um, private base site, you know, people can take you private and then they can just, they think that they could just like do whatever they want or ask you to do whatever they want. And then they do in some way have, um, you know, they're giving you money per minute. So you feel like you owe them something. Even if you, you know, you you tell them like, I don't do that. And then you lose money from that. So it took me a long time to figure out like, okay, I'm, definitely need to stand my ground in this respect and like um just working on that site I feel like it was a good place to start because it did teach me those boundaries nice how did you how was moving to Chatterbait how do you how do you like Chatterbait I think I was just getting physically exhausted from the other site because I was working like eight hour days like six to seven days a week and you know like Private show after private show after private show is super exhausting. Yeah. So a couple, like my friend, 
yeah, I got my friend into camming and she started on Chatterbait and then I watched a couple of her shows and saw how much fun it was. So then I decided to take the plunge and make my own account. And Chatterbait was, you know, still a little baby at that time. I think it was 2014. Okay. So, you know, there's hundreds of pages that you can click through now. There used to only be like two or three like models online. (laughs) I wonder how, like, I guess this is more of like a, like, how I wonder how somebody starts like on one of those like hundreds or so pages and like makes it up to the makes their yeah, way up hard. to the front like that's I felt I feel now very fortunate that I started when I did because I don't know if I would you know have the same following now or even feel like I could put in that amount of work because I'm sure it's really hard. It's a, yeah, the market's definitely market's different. There's more people camming now than there were in you know 2012. Mm-hmm. It'd be a lot, like yeah. a lot, lot different landscape than it was then. So also, I just liked the ability to be more creative with my shows on Chatterbait. Um, okay, I, I had a lot more, um, you know, control over what I did, and it wasn't, it wasn't mostly about the viewer. It was mostly about what I wanted to do. So oh, yeah. having having thousands of people watch a show of me like with neon body paint and like a a hula hoop with like a blue light on for like an hour like that i was i got addicted to that like just the viewers that'd be cool because just like you have control it's like you artistically can do what you want to do rather Mm -hmm. than having like a rigid standard like that i feel like that'd be a lot more fun yeah be a lot more motivating for you to do it you know i guess yeah exactly and i get bored of doing the same thing all the time so if i can do a different thing every day and just keep everyone excited about it like that's the dream yeah for sure what do you think your biggest challenge was starting out in camming oh i think well i started out and i had no toys i didn't have any lingerie i was like you know it was just like little little granny panties Um, (laughs) i was also really shy so like you know I mean, I think maybe that was probably part of the charm too. A lot of people like that. Yeah. Um, but and then just the internet too. It was just it's frustrating to not have good internet. And then um, you know, I there's plenty of times where I like rented a room somewhere. Okay. Like an um and like tried to cam somewhere and I just kind of assumed that they would have good internet and then it turned out being the worst internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that's always annoying, but um also, just like having to kind of be a secret. I oh, wasn't really yeah. open about it with a lot of people. How has that changed? I assume like now you're like, since yeah. after 10 years, I mean. I'm way more, I'm just like, fuck it. Like, I'm happy. And yeah. if you can't see that, then like, I don't need you here. Yeah. What but are we talking I, about? I have some pretty cool people in my life. So everyone's, everyone's really in, uh, supportive. Awesome. Awesome. Fuck yeah. How has camming evolved since you started? I mean, like. It's it's changed like I'm sure I mean it's I'm sure it's changed dramatically but like how has it changed yeah. for you like so I think once the tip controlled vibrators came along um, okay the expectation from a lot of viewers was um to be less chatty and more like showtime okay okay <laughs> um so I I kind of just refused I didn't get a Levens lush until like the past year oh really I, I would like I just was against like I don't know I didn't want 
that to be my whole show. But now I've learned how to just like integrate it a little more into into just like leading up to a show because I love chatting. That's like the best part. (laughs) I feel like you would be able to just meet like so many cool people doing this. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many people that I've known from the beginning that, you know, we're we're tight. Like we've we've gone through a lot together. Did you ever at the beginning, like I'm sure, well, nobody really, like, did you ever see yourself at the beginning being as big as you are now? Like, I think I looked like the other day, like on Shatterbait, your followers, like over 600,000. Like, did you ever see yourself being this big? No, never. (laughs) I had no idea. Like, like I said before, it was just like kind of a whim. I just went for it and I didn't have any expectations or I had no clue what I was getting myself into. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's great. I love it. And I, I'm so grateful that I have that platform. Hell yeah. Do you ever feel, I guess, do you ever feel like with so many people watching your cam at one time, do you ever feel any pressure to like live up to viewers expectations at all? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 why I'm there. Um, so you have to keep things interesting. You don't want it to get boring. You know, if I'm in a bad mood and I, I just don't get on cam because I I don't want it to go bad. <laughs> okay, I feel you. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's always a pressure of like, oh, um, you know, my toy stops working, and I'm like, crap. <laughs> Or like I have to go leave the room for like more than two minutes at a time. And I'm like, no, I have to go like go back and get up to it. Um, But yeah, there is a lot of pressure, but also not at the same time because it's my show. So I don't know. It's a weird line. Yeah. How much of camming do you feel like is performative versus like being yourself on cam? (sighs) I feel like I'm always myself, like sometimes to a fault because I hate faking things. Yeah. Um, like when someone asks me, they're like, moan, moan. Or like, I hate doing that. Like, I'm not going to fake moan. Like, make me moan, you know? Yeah. Let's, um, get, them, let's get them tips, dog. Let's get them tips. Get the shit <laughs> yeah, vibrating, bro. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm just my – I'm myself. I'm just more amplified version of myself. Um, like, I like to dress up and it, it. I've always liked to dress up. So it gives me a good reason to. Um, and it's just a place where I kind of just showcase everything that I do and it's fun. Do you feel like, so you mentioned like dressing up, you have, uh, I think I saw on OnlyFans like a, maybe like, it's like 17th century, like French thing with the wig, right? Oh it's yeah. Like, what's your favorite costume? Do you have a favorite? Like, I don't know if it's like even costume is a word, but like, <laughs> what's your favorite thing you've been, I guess? Um, I, that was really fun to just like gather all these things from my house and like create this set and um, this outfit to go along with my um, – it was like a Marie Antoinette um, inspired video um, for Halloween last year. It was uh, called Let Them – or Let You Eat My Cake or something <laughs> like that. Um, and then I was just like over – I was indulging and like um, – I got these macarons and some cupcakes and I was just like eating them and licking the frosting off my fingers. And then I was just riding a toy and it was really, really fun. (laughs) That was a good one. I liked that outfit. Um, There was also one that I did last year. Um, I covered myself in red body paints. So my whole body was just like red 
and um, I had devil horns on and I did a fun like a spit roast um, video with uh, my fuck machine. Hell yeah. Yeah, I called it the spit roast over hellfire. <laughs> Dope. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, but yeah, I love being inspired by uh, just dressing up and kind of getting the idea of a certain theme. Oh, yeah. Do you ever like do you ever get nervous going on cam anymore? Oh, yeah. Every single time. Never, never, <laughs> never stops. Mm-mm. <laughs> I think it's just the the working myself up to get there. Um, that's always the hardest part. But even though every time it's so great and wonderful and I'm like, why was I so nervous? There is no no problem. I uh yeah let's like once you like you might be hesitant to start so many things like you'll be hesitant to start and then as soon as you start I'm like we're in this what was what was what why was I so right. like hesitant to do this when you get in you're like this is great yeah and it's kind of something that you have to learn you know as you go along it's like yeah take that plunge you know it's gonna be hard in the first like two minutes but then you get through it and it's so much more than you ever thought it was gonna be yeah exactly why do you think do you, like why do you think you've been successful? Do you have an idea? Um honestly, probably a boring answer, but putting in lots of hours and just being consistent. Yeah. No, I mean it yeah. makes it like the more the more you're on, the more you're like on cam, the more people have eyes on you. That's yeah. like, a, like a numbers game. Yeah, the consistency is really important. Um building relationships, I think just being talkative and um, keeping your fans happy, being fun, standing out from the crowd. <laughs> How do you, like, I'm sure like you've been on cam before and then at the end you're like, oh man, that didn't go how I wanted. How do you, how do you deal when say you're putting forth like all this effort, maybe you're not getting tipped and like, how do you deal when it doesn't go how you want it to go? I guess. Um, sometimes I like to just like change the mood all just completely flip it upside down. So if I'm not feeling it or they're not feeling it and like when I don't feel it, I can tell other people don't feel it, obviously. Um, So, you know, change the music, change my outfit, uh, change the goal. Sometimes that's just not the goal for the day. Okay. Kind of got to go with the flow. But sometimes I get, I just like, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go now. (laughs) (laughs) Peace out. You had me for a little bit. I'll yeah. be back. <laughs> does burnout ever happen for you? Yeah, it does. Well, it used to a lot, um, especially just from being being online for so long. Um, you know, it happens. And uh, now I kind of I've learned how to work around it. Like whenever I feel like I'm not in the mood to do it, I just don't do it. Yeah. Have you ever Have you ever been like I think I'm done. I think I'm out. I think I'm out of the cam game. Have you ever have you ever got to the point where you're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore? Yeah, I have. <laughs> but um, of course, it's like, well, I miss the people there. So then, um, you know, and I think that's how I think once OnlyFans came around, it really helped with those kind of days where I was like feeling so uh, just not really a social, but I still wanted to share things with people. Okay. Um, so OnlyFans has really helped me in that respect. Awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you, how do you like, so, so I feel like 
like with spending a lot of time like in front of a screen, like working, do you feel like when you're not, you feel the need to like get out of that element to where you're like not in front of a screen, computer, TV? Do you feel that? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I go on lots of hikes and I, well, I have to go walk my dogs every day because they're super high energy. <laughs> so I get out a lot doing that. And then um, that really helps put things into perspective too, because, you know, getting out into the real world is important. Yeah, for sure. And like dogs, like just like pets, they have no idea what's going on. So they're just like super they're awesome. sweet. You're like, <laughs> they're the, they're, the world's their oyster. They, you know. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, they've, they've actually helped me a lot during this pandemic too. Just like having a reason to go do something that didn't involve people. Yeah. Because you can get out in nature and then it's just like, oh, this is nice. This is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think you're like favorite part least favorite part of camming is um my favorites i have a lot of favorites (laughs) that's cool hell yeah (laughs) yeah um so i guess i'll list those off first my favorite thing is probably the time like i have so much time to do what i want to do like i don't have to work with anyone else's schedule it's all mine um, but then also that is also part of my least favorite thing too, is because I have to hold myself so accountable for like what I promise and like, yeah. I have to be really good about, you know, my schedule. That makes sense. Um, cause I am my own boss and like, if I don't do it, then I just don't get paid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, and then, you know, I'm able to travel the world. I can bring my camera with me and my computer and then just cam like I cammed when I was vacationing so many times and like made back enough to pay for the vacation which was awesome see that's great yeah see like um, I feel like all I can do is go to Vegas and hope that I like you know break even but you can work <laughs> you can work anywhere this is yeah <laughs> well especially now the internet's better so yeah. yeah yeah I feel so like lucky in that way um the people that I've met, I've met some incredible people and uh, lifelong friends. It's really cool to be able to share um, my art and oh, yeah. uh, just be a part of something great that I'm really passionate about. Do you? What do you feel like? What do you feel like your least favorite part of camming is? Um, people's expectations a lot of the time. And letting people down. I don't want to let anyone down because I'm such a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just the the mental taxation. Sometimes people that you get close with from Chatterbait, they the lines between like uh, an online like entertainer and like best friend can get blurred a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. And then it gets a little messy, so I have to be a little more assertive than I would like to be. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like your job is like more like physically or like an emotionally laborious on you? For me, it's it's more emotional. Um, yeah. There's a lot of emotions that have to. And then, you know, like sometimes I get like you have to spend a lot of your energy on on cam. So that can get a little um, physically uh, taxing too. 
like sometimes I, I can't like do any penetration on in a show because like the last two days I did like some hardcore shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think I've learned how to not get too emotionally attached and just kind of let everything roll off me, but it's taken a long time. So I feel like with one of those things where you're like putting yourself out there constantly, it's like you have to almost let shit roll off you. Cause if you mm-hmm. don't, you just absorb that and you're like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. But it's like, if you're, if you're putting yourself in like out there, then yeah, you got to Got a tough, like, have that tough shell, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, to where shit doesn't affect you. Like, some and it's fun to make fun of that, too. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like just making fun of the trolls that's always a fun thing. Definitely, you gotta have Uh, fun with it. (laughs) One of my favorite uh, activities, I don't really get that many trolls, though. I'm, I'm pretty well liked. Yeah, do you feel like it's like random question, but do you feel like so? When you started camming and you're still like still new, not as popular as you are now, and then like you're where you're at now, do you feel like how people viewed like sex work in your life changed depending on how well you're doing in it? Does that? Yeah. um, Definitely more respected. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like, you know, they, they realize it's, you know, actually what I'm doing and not just some like side thing that I'm just dabbling in. Like this okay. is my career that I've chosen for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the better, the better you do, the people are like, oh, this is, <laughs> what, are, what was our hesitation? She's great. What are we like? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have favorite music to cam to? I do. Well, I like to set the mood. So I, I have a pretty big record collection, and that's one of the things that um, we like to do in my cam room. I put on a record and just uh, we listen to it together. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess it just depends on what the vibe is on that particular night. Um, I really like listening to, like, PJ Harvey um, to Bring You My Love because I think okay. that's, like, one of the sexiest albums ever. Um, but also, like, anything ranging from, like, gorillas to, like, literal, like, whale sounds. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are huge on OnlyFans. Only people, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> subscribe to the OnlyFans. It's great. Please do. OnlyFans.com slash Audrey underscore. Subscribe, right? Fucking people. Hey, turn the podcast, pause the podcast, go to OnlyFans, subscribe. You're huge. When did you start? <laughs> when did you start on OnlyFans? How do you like it? I love OnlyFans, first of all. Um, I started in October 2019, and I was a little hesitant to at first because, well, actually, now that I think about it, I think I joined in like April 2019, but I didn't really advertise it or anything. Okay. Because it was so confusing at first. It wasn't really like a well-made site. I had no idea what to do. So it was, by October, a lot of my good cam girlfriends were like, you have to make an OnlyFans. Like, you'll love it. So, you know, I I did. And then um, I remember like, I thinking like, why didn't I do this before? This is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... I joined it at a time when I felt like I, I needed a little break from the live streaming. Like I was talking about earlier, like you get a little bit, you know, you don't want to be on all the time. You know, sometimes you just need to edit a video and upload it and share it with people. Yeah. 
so I have a huge backlog of all this, you know, filmed videos that I just have in my uh, my hard drive, and I just upload things. Um, I do a weekly pay-per-view video. I do a weekly um, a live stream on OnlyFans. That's okay. just in- it's just included with the the subscription. So that's been fun too. It's a much more intimate um, side of my shows than yeah. my chatterbait. Do you feel like having like being able to create content where you're not like to where when you're not doing stuff live? Do you feel like having that control over what you create? Do you like that more than ha- like than the live stuff? I'm sure the the vibes different in both. It is but- so different. It's funny because I feel like I go harder like I push myself a lot harder um when I'm doing a live show because I know that I'm pleasing people that are watching um so when I'm like when I'm recording myself and it's just myself as the audience I'm like well now what like I need I need to do something (laughs) else now (laughs) like no one's watching but I hope they like it um yeah so yeah, it's interesting because I really aim to please when it's a live show. I mean, I still do when it's um, a recorded thing, but it's also a lot harder for me because um, if I don't have a plan and I just like hit record and then kind of just like go with it, I'm like, oh, okay, I hope that ended well. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, I'm sure like, have you ever filled something and you were like, that was <laughs> not good? Yeah, ever- all the time. Like <laughs> literally every time that I record something and then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to save it. I'm not going to delete it yet. We'll see. Well, I'll check back in like a month. Because and the best part is everybody will like it though. You know, someone's going to like it. Right. Um, but I, I hold such a high standard for myself. I don't know. I'm like, ugh, I hate it. If I don't like it, I don't want other people to see it, you know? Yeah. Um. So I, I usually like I save – their recordings and then I look back at it like a couple months later and I'm like wait why did I hate this this is so hot and then that's when I uh, edit it and then I upload nice nice (laughs) (laughs) how is it so with camming so 2012 to now is it how is it seeing yourself like younger because it's like you can probably almost go back and see yourself kind of like age and like grow as a person Mm -hmm. how is that being able to see that not many people can see like have documentation of themselves getting old like how is that that growth process seeing it um there's actually pictures of me from like one of my first cam shows on the website that i used to cam on like they used to take little screenshots of like every like five minutes or so so there's just like a record of me every five minutes <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah it was it's weird looking back at those um but i like to do that every once in a while um oh, yeah. yeah it's an interesting phenomenon and it like i don't have that many photos from like earlier than that of myself because okay. like you know i I lost like my hard drive or like my computer broke or something. And it was just like, you know, it's gone. Um, so it is cool to be able to document that and like see my growth and look back and be like, whoa, I used to live in that house and like look at all these things and all the memories that come back from it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> how do you, how is OnlyFans Live? How do you, do you feel like OnlyFans Live, like, holds any competition against like any like major streaming platforms at all like how do you what do you think hmm, i think OnlyFans really has a long way to go 
at this point, I don't think it would be competition, but uh, because there's no like traffic that's really like advertisement either, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I've really been using Chatterbait as a, a way to promote my OnlyFans, which is awesome. Okay, nice. Um, so it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship with OnlyFans and Chatterbait, and I use them for different things. Yeah, that is the only thing that kind of like is the downside to OnlyFans is like you can't find you can't just randomly find someone's OnlyFans. Mm-mm, you have no to know searching. that you have to know the URL. Like I feel like if I mean they're 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 making mad money. Yeah. If they're gonna invest in the future, let's hit a little search little search stuff happening better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Maybe soon. Yeah. Do you have any favorite cam models? Any favorites out there? Yeah. Um, my favorites are all my friends. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I'll just plug them. Uh, Sloane Cox. She's awesome. I love her. I've made a couple of videos with her. Nice. And um, we're always uh, we're always chatting. And she's a really amazing photographer. Um, Blaze Fire. She's one of the nice. OG yeah. girls on Chatterbait as well um and then evie frost uh i think you did a, sh- a show oh yeah there. she was on the yeah. podcast Fuck yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it was really fun listening to your interview with her and like uh, i didn't know a lot of like how similar our experiences were when you first started yeah she's yeah she's super cool oh yeah yeah um and then i i want to work with a lot of people but i've been um really wanting to work with evelyn claire for a long time okay nice do you so i feel like not every no matter what your job is not every day at work like is going to be like a good day what are some maybe like challenges or frustrations you have within your job Mm, i think it all really depends on my mood for the most part (laughs) Yeah. yeah i guess the challenge is me just uh putting in the effort to show up um, yeah. sometimes sometimes it's just hard i'm like don't have a plan so it's just uh it's hard for me to have a an idea of what i want to do but then once i log on it's like okay now i have a plan i know who's here and i know what they like so i'm just gonna base this around them yeah <laughs> um so that's always the hard. i don't know that's hard hard yeah. question to answer um i think I don't have very many bad days anymore and I used to a lot because it was just uh, camming was not as uh, lucrative back then. But now that I have more of a uh, following, I don't really have to worry so much about that. So that's really nice. And I think, too, just the fact that, you know, you've put in like so much time into camming, like. You know, they say if you want to be like an expert, this like ten thousand hours thing. You probably mm-hmm. have the ten, probably have the ten thousand hours, mm-hmm. and so it's like just your experience almost in in camming probably leads you to like being better, like knowing how to make it more fun for you or better for you just through doing yeah. it and knowing what you're doing more than more so than at the beginning. I- oh, totally. the The cam girl I was back then is nothing compared to this. <laughs> Yeah. I have, you know, thousands of dollars of equipment to help me out too, which has really, you know, improved a lot of my show. Yeah. How do you feel about free porn and how do you feel about piracy? 
because it is a thing. It is a yeah. thing that happens to everybody. Pretty much everybody that's probably been on Chatterbait, some mm-hmm. people that are on OnlyFans, their stuff is fucking available not on OnlyFans, on other websites. How do you feel about that? I hate it. But also there is a lot of people who have found me through that. So uh, it's – I don't like the piracy aspect. It's a plague. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And then I don't like how people – it makes people think that porn is free. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. They don't realize that that wasn't a free thing that you just watched. Like someone had to pay for it. Which is so funny because it's like almost there's just like a a window where I feel like it's probably more so of a millennial thing to where we grew up having the internet. And then with the internet came this like huge explosion of free porn. But if you go back Mm -hmm. before the internet, everybody was paying for porn before that. You're right. Yeah. And then as soon as the internet starts, it's like we... Like I'm a millennial just having this idea of all this free porn around when it's which it was never like that before. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I used to watch free porn all the time, you know, and I didn't even realize that that's where it came from. It's so like ob- obvious to me now and like <laughs> Yeah. You know, people just don't even think about that. I think it's uh something that needs to be talked about more. Yeah. Like, I know, so in, I guess, December, there was, like, a New York Times article about Pornhub, and Mm. then Pornhub kind of purged their site of lots of videos. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I think, yeah, it was probably in December that that happened, and I'm sure there's videos of you that were on Pornhub that are no longer on Pornhub. Were you like, this is great, this is, was it a positive for you, that happening? For me, yeah, but I know a lot of people um, that they, they had a Pornhub account. I didn't have a Pornhub account. I, that's just like too much work for me to have like a ton of different accounts everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I'm always impressed at how people can have an account on like every single website. Like, um, yeah, so I know it affected a lot of people negatively as well. But it, I, I like that they are m- making people use a, uh, an ID to upload now and verification is important. I mean, it really makes sense, and like yeah, the fact that they weren't that's doing what that people before. People have been wanting for a long time, and uh, it's really sad that it took the article to uh, bring yeah. that, them to do it. Yeah, because like it's it's like you could have had you could have made you could have made these changes ahead of time to have it to where there wasn't this public backlash, and then also financial backlash from Visa and exactly. Mastercard not. Like allowing people to take payments on the website, so it was, right. Yeah. They did it way too, way, way, way too late. Yeah, and then and then you also see this new wave after the whole like after Pornhub doing that. Then you see Minivids change their terms of service. OnlyFans mm-hmm. change their terms of service, and uh, it's uh, it's interesting to kind of where it's going to go. I think in the future in terms of like what these sites are kind of allowing or I don't know. Everyone's afraid. Everyone's afraid to, cause the money, money rules everything. And it's like, we can't upset these payment processors. Like right. or else we're not going to, we're not, I mean, who's going to accept these payments for us? Like these little ass banks? No. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, I think a lot of cam girls are turning to cryptocurrency as well because of that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, that's another cool thing about working on the internet. <laughs> Crypto, yeah, hell yeah, fuck yeah. How is it, like, you have fans, I'm a fan, mm-hmm. how is it, I'm sure people have recognized you in public, how is how is that, like, just the public element 
of people seeing you coming? Like, how is how is that for you? I guess how do you, yeah. It's funny. I haven't really been recognized that often. Just a couple times where people are like, "Hey, Audrey," and then they like walk away, or you know, just in passing. Um, but I mean, I like that. I think that's cute, and just like letting like a little nod in my direction. You know, <laughs> I I always whenever someone's staring at me for too long, I always assume that they know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. There's been a couple instances that really freaked me out because I I could tell that they seeked me out and I didn't like that. Oh, okay. Like they knew where I was going to be and they like came up to me and like introduced themselves and like all this stuff. And I was just like, oh my God. Uh, God. <laughs> I, I felt really weird about like going home and like. I, I, oh, yeah. Like leading them to my house or something like that really freaked me out. Damn. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a damn. Don't be doing that, people. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it makes me feel really unsafe. <laughs> I know uh like collaboration with people, whether that be like on OnlyFans, whether like uh Chatterbait. How is it finding people to work with? How's that been? It's it's fun. I I've you know, I've collabed with a couple other cam girls throughout the years. It's always been a really fun time, and then you get um, more fans from it, so that's cool too. And uh, I don't know, just being creative with someone else and like uh, sexual with someone else is always really fun. Like learning about someone new. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's not easy though to find someone that you really connect with, or at least for me, um, I like that uh, I can share a sexual experience with people and like have it be very raw and real. Um, so I usually do it with people that I'm pretty close with already. Like we're already pretty good friends. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Do you feel like camming has helped in any other aspects of your life? Definitely. I've been so much more confident and that is everything, honestly. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's helped me with my social anxiety. Um, much more talkative in real life now. Like I said, I was I used to be super duper shy, and now okay. it's like you know I'm kind of just like fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I am who I am. I don't care if you think I'm cringy. <laughs> You're like the people love me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't know who I am, but hey, here's my Twitter, okay? That's, uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> what uh, Do you have any favorite like content that you've produced? Anything you're like most proud of? Mm. Yeah, they're usually ones that tell a story. Okay. There's like, um, I have a couple that I've collabed with um, people. Um, there's one called A Girl, a Girl Shorn that I made with my friend Sloane Cox and it was uh we had her it was kind of like she was being stalked and she was out in the woods taking photographs and it was a consensual non-consent type video where she's like uh taken okay and um (laughs) then uh she's like strapped tied up to my kitchen table and I start shaving her bush off 
Nice. And, uh, and then we have a threesome on the kitchen table and she's like tied up to the lazy Susan and she's just like passed around the table. <laughs> I think I've seen this video. Is this, all, this, yeah. Is, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> this was on my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> it like was so fun to create like... <laughs> <laughs> because like we had we had a story that we were trying to tell it was like the beginning the middle the end and it was supposed to be like a creepy like you know like a horror genre of porn and I think we really did a good job at expressing that um but yeah I really like doing the horror genres because nice. I did another one last year uh last Halloween and it was a Bride of Frankenstein um, video where I'm I'm in my attic. I made a whole set up in my attic, and it's a uh, Frankenstein's um, his workspace and um, his lab, I guess. Okay. And I'm like tied up to this uh, this bed and like asleep. Uh, you know, I'm just like not awake. Um, and then I'm like reanimated with this um, violet wand, which like zaps you. So it's it's a really fun little toy. Um, nice. Yeah. And that was fun. It was like um, a forced orgasm when I'm tied up to this little bed. And it was really a great video, like one of my favorites to make. But also um, I think people – they don't really know what they're getting into with those kind of videos, but yeah, you know, it's <laughs> they're fun for me to make. <clears throat> Sorry, I feel like it has to feel good, like to when you because every video that's on the fucking internet that was first in someone's head as an idea, mm-hmm. like it has to feel good when you're like, okay, I have this idea for this video, and then you make it, and then it turns out like, oh, this is really great. Like, how does that feel when you're able to like put put like your idea into action and then see the final product. Oh my gosh. It's so exciting. Like I watch it over and over again. I'm like, this, this is exactly what I had in mind. Like it feels so good. I feel so accomplished. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, that, that feeling is something I thrive on. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a random question. Uh, fuck machine, right? Mm-hmm. Are there better ones than other? Is there a best fuck machine? Like, is there ones? I'm sure there's ones made by a whole bunch of different brands. Are there ones that are better than others? Like, is is that's a really good question? Actually, I've been through three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So I started out with one. You know, it worked pretty well for what it was, and then um, I upgraded, and then the one that I have now, it's called a High Smith. Um, and they actually just came out with a new one that I really want to get because you can use an app to have it tip activated. Oh, so, wow. Nice. Yeah. It's just – I would definitely recommend that one because it is the smallest fuck machine and it doesn't move around too much. Like okay. when it's when it's thrusting, it's really easy for it to get like, you know, a little wobbly. But this one is probably the best that I've, I've uh, used. The Highsmith. Yeah, the Highsmith. Hell yeah. People, you hear that? Go buy they, them. They're, they're sponsored yeah, the podcast. They're now. really good. I wish they sponsored. Like yeah. <laughs> that'd be amazing. I um they have a lot of attachments and just uh really cool things. Really good customer service too. Oh, okay, nice. So oh yeah. Definitely recommend that. Awesome. Awesome. And it's easy to hide. Like that's something that I really uh value in a, a fuck machine, because like you don't want it to take up your whole room. Yeah. Your whole closet, you know? 
Yeah. Uh, I just stuff it under my bed and it's good to go. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. yeah. If you could fit under the bed, like that's, mm-hmm. yeah. that's, a, that's a real selling point. It is. There. It's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you feel like your views on men or women have changed since getting into sex work? Um, yeah. Um, it's definitely made me realize that people are all so different <laughs> and so much the same at the same time. I mean, they really are. I I feel like just being exposed to so many different kinds of people is so cool. Um, and it's it really taught me a lot about like you, you kind of can see where people are coming from a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, men, I've never really had that much of a, a negative view of men. Um, but I definitely realize now how many men are just just horny. <laughs> <laughs> like they can sexualize anything. Yeah, it's real talk. <laughs> Someone's looking at this water bottle like, damn, yeah. this water bottle's thick as hell. Oh, my God. I did not realize that when I started. That's for sure. Um, so, But now it's like, well, I can take that. And now I know in reality, you know, how people will interact and what they're doing means. And okay. I, sometimes I think about how – if they were talking to me in a chat room on like on Chatterbait, like how they would act. Oh, uh, okay. Which uh, it's always an interesting thing to to think about how differently people treat you in different situations. Do you feel like uh, like women who are fans re- uh, not respond? I guess yeah, respond to you differently than than guys. Yeah, I love women who are fans because. Uh, I think I want to cater to them a little more. <laughs> um, like when someone, like when I have a fan that's a woman, I like to give them a little extra, like, here, this is for you. Um, you know, a little nod to their lesbian self because I'm super gay as well. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> what do you know about yourself now that you didn't know before getting into sex work? Well, I think it's that's a hard question because I was so young. I was 19 when I started. So what 19-year-old knows that much about themselves to begin with? <laughs> um, Only George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, really been interesting because it's taught me so much about individuality and, um, you know, just the ability to – trust my intuition i think hell yeah yeah um but yeah since i was 19 like that's so young now i look back i'm like dang i can't believe that was (laughs) that i did this at 19 yeah yeah did you this kind of goes along i feel like with the like piracy a little bit but it's like the internet like it like Internet porn wasn't as big. It's this. It's always it's just bigger and bigger every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting in at nineteen, did you ever think like I will like? And even cam piracy wasn't a thing. Did you think like I'll be on all these websites, or did you did it ever cross your mind that I could be all over the internet? I guess maybe. Well, just researching, like I, 
I got the gist of it. Um, there's a couple sites that were like run by cam girls, like forums, like Amber Cuties forum. Okay. Um, and I I had been reading that, you know, up until I started, like the week before I started. <laughs> so I kind of got the idea, but also like I grew up in a very small town and I didn't really know that many people. So I wasn't really that worried, honestly. Nice. And I think that's awesome, even though a lot of people from my town they have started following me, so nice. That's funny. <laughs> that always makes me feel really weird. Like they don't think that I'm gonna know who they are or something. <laughs> You're about to be on that Wikipedia page as uh, uh, fam- famous famous people from the town. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's just hilarious. Uh, Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of. Um, wait, what was the question? The the um, original question again. Uh, just like being like younger and knowing like, I guess like that you're, you might be like all over the internet maybe. Oh, so like the fear of like, um, people seeing me that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still a little like freaked out about that. Cause sometimes, um, you wonder like if someone has seen you. <laughs> yeah. Someone that you know and like, what are your motives? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What uh? What advice would you give somebody wanting to get into camming, wanting to get any OnlyFans? Do you have any advice for that person? Consistency, just be consistent. Also, if you start on Chatterbait, they have a um, they boost your camera. So if you are within the first week of signing up onto Chatterbait, then you get like a you get boosted to the top of the page. Okay. So definitely use that to your advantage. Nice. Mm-hmm. Also, lighting is everything. So a well a well lit room is going to do you wonders. Yeah. Okay. And interacting with your fans, interacting is, I think that's what's mainly helped me get along. Okay. How long do you see yourself in sex work? I don't see myself ever stopping. Forever. Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> the people are going to be excited to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> How long are you going to do this podcast? Well, uh, forever. That's uh, good. Yeah. So the people are also excited about that as well. Just, I am. I'm really. Yeah. I'm. It was really cool to hear you getting so many different people on this uh, podcast. Um, I only listened to a couple, but uh, just everyone's different experience and really sharing. Uh, it's everyone has a different experience. And yeah. It's really nice to be able to hear their voices. Cause like everybody has a story and it's just like mm-hmm. everybody's connected through this, like, you know, shared story of sex work, but everybody's is everyone's different. And it's like, hopefully if we can just like get that out there, then hopefully it changes some people's minds about how they feel about sex work and trying to change the world. <laughs> yeah. So is that why you began this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So basically like I started, like I, started like seeing some escorts after being in like a relationship for a long time. And then whenever I talked to people about it, I felt like their perception of what, like who escorts are me as a client seeing escorts and just like, it was completely off or not, not what my experience was. So I was like, Hey, mm-hmm. let me, if I could talk to people and interview them, then hopefully we can just change like how people see sex work. That was, that was yeah. the goal starting out. Still the goal. Yeah. But, I love uh, that. That's yeah. great. I think it's, it really think it's starting to happen, you know? It really is a – it's really hard when I, you know, log into my Facebook 
and I see people talking about OnlyFans and like being so harsh about it. It's like, ugh, this is why I never log into Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it is like people just one of the things that everyone like that a lot I've heard a lot of people say is like they just think how how easy it is really mm-hmm. and how anybody could do it and that it doesn't it's not the special thing everybody has fucking a vagina everyone like it's like mm-hmm. you couldn't do this like it takes so much work the 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 work that goes into whether that be online sex work in person sex work it's so much work and nobody a lot of people just really have no idea and think that oh just because i like just I, anybody could do it which is it's right and it, that is so far from the truth yeah and I feel like, uh, you know, in-person sex workers, they are – I respect them so much because that's even harder work. Like, even finding a client that, you know, a good client. Yeah. There's so many – there's pros and cons like like both. It's – it's uh, Yeah. But the the worlds are so like – it's – if everybody just, just were to just be like, yo, sex work's cool. It's not a thing. Like, then this stigma would go away and then people's like – how people view it would be shifted and mm-hmm. that like, and laws because, change after that, you know? Because I feel like I live in such a little bubble of like such a sex worker positivity that sometimes when I hear someone else's point of view, like, you know, just a random like person on uh, social media or like YouTube or something, it just kind of jolts me and it's like, oh, wow, yeah. That's the real perception of what I do. <laughs> yeah, because like when you're you're in this world, like especially with social media, like everyone's so insulated, seeing like what their friends think or mm-hmm. seeing what people that shared ideas think, and even Twitter just shows you things that reaffirm what you already believe. But when you get out of that, then you see like people that don't agree with what you're like. What the fuck? I thought, yeah. wait, I forgot you even were existed that <laughs> people felt like that. Cause I'm seeing what I'm seeing on a daily basis. That is not that at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so weird because it is so such a positive in a lot of the people that I connect with life that, um, you know, I know there are a lot of negatives, but it's also a way for people to, you know, use their body to make a living. Yeah. And I think it's like, there's so many, there's so many like uh, professions to where it's like, you're, you're using your body and it's not as seen as a bad thing. Like, even if you take like, like dancing, like ballet dancing or something like that to where it's Mm -hmm. like, they use their bodies like every single day, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not a, it's not a bad thing at all because they have clothes on. You know, or they it's not like a sexual thing. But as soon as you put this like sexual side to it or people feel how might people might feel a sexual way towards what you're doing, even though you might not be doing something sexual, it just people feel a certain way about it versus a coal miner who's getting lung cancer and like dying in a fucking like mind collapse. It's like they gave up their body. And they weren't even compensated and they're still nearly making as well. Probably like minimum wage. Yeah, they're not compensated nearly as well yeah. as as you are, you know. So, and, but they got that moral superiority. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, <laughs> it is, and um, yeah, it's nice to have uh, to see you have a platform that um, you know it shares stories of people like me. I'm really happy about that. It's good Fuck to see yeah. you. I appreciate, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been so. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
before we get out of here, where can the people find you online? I know you got the Twitter, the Instagram, OnlyFans. Plug this, plug everything, so the people <laughs> can support you. Send you some money. Yeah. Um. So my OnlyFans is just OnlyFans.com/slash/Audrey underscore, and then you can find me um, Chatterbait.com/slash/Audrey underscore as well. And um, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm Oddities, um, A-U-D-I-T-T-I-E-S. Awesome. Audrey, I appreciate you coming on the podcast so much. Thank you. It was wonderful. <laughs> Hell yeah. Listeners, we will be back later. That was my interview with Audrey Marina. Yo, shout out, Audrey. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was so much fun. If you have not yet, give Audrey a follow. She is on Twitter at Oddities. She is at OnlyFans.com slash Audrey underscore Chatterbait.com slash Audrey underscore. I have links to all of those in the show notes. Hit them show notes. Click them links. Show us some love. As always, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop every single Tuesday. If you want to support the show, Patreon is the best way to do it. Patreon.com slash full service pod where you can hear interviews. You cannot hear anywhere else. You can only hear them on Patreon. Patreon.com slash full service pod. If you want to be a guest on the show, if you want to hear anything talked about, send us an email. You can find us fullservicepod at gmail.com. Yo, this has been episode 84. I appreciate you being here. We will be back on Tuesday. Oh boy, what's happened? Is it an interview? Is it a solo episode? I don't know. You got to tune in to find out. We will be here. Hope everything's good wherever you're at. I have links in the show notes again. To the victims of the Atlanta shootings, hit that GoFundMe if you can donate. That would be dope. If you cannot, I completely understand. But uh, hey, we will be hey, well hey, Tuesday. We'll be back on Tuesday. Hope you have a good week. I will see you then. Later. Full service.